And Joe is uh, just an incredible professional, but also an incredible person, and somebody we highly respect here at Thompson Associates, and are thankful for his insight and his wisdom and his experience. And Joe, we appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure, Eddie. You know, we've asked Joe, who uh, who does the best presentation I have ever seen on accounting and counting a plan gift. And so first of all, Joe, let me begin by saying that uh, really, really impressed with your work. Oh, thanks, Eddie. It's, uh, it's been a so let me, let me ask you a pretty, pretty broad general question. How do you account and count a plan gift? Well, you know, that is the, the starting of the conversation. Uh, and people try to make a difference or separate the difference in meaning between counting and accounting. You know, financial accounting is what the uh, chief financial officer of your organization does. And counting is what the chief development officer does in order to report his or her productivity for their campaign or annual effort. So I think uh, understanding that there can be two different uh, approaches to uh, how to count planned gifts, uh, one for financial accounting purposes and another for uh, campaign and annual uh, fundraising production purposes, I think that's the, the beginning of the conversation. So would you say, I mean, how would you define then uh, counting a planned gift, counting as versus uh, Accounting. What does counting mean? Well, you know, I kind of uh, harken back to the national guidelines that were first developed by the uh, Partnership for Philanthropic Planning back in 2005, and then they were later uh, approved or uh, accepted by the Association for uh, Fundraising Professionals, and then CASE in the higher education arena. And then more recently, uh, by the Association for Healthcare Philanthropy, and they all uh, took the position and advocated for counting um, plan gifts, especially revocable plan gifts, at their full face value. And that's very different from how revocable uh, gifts and contracts are counted in the financial world. So. Um, Counting uh, is at face value, and financial accounting makes uh, makes different distinctions depending on what type of gift you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, uh, obviously, CFOs, uh, whatever their title might be, you know, have to uh, record things accurately and by a standard that uh, they have used for I don't know if decades would be the right approach to describe it. But the, you know they have responsibility too, and so how do you go in? If, if Joe was going to go in and meet with a CFO, how would you explain the difference between counting and accounting a planned gift? Well, you know, I really agree that the CFO has um, a major stewardship responsibility for the entire operations and all the assets and revenue of the business operation, uh, including fundraising and. And so that is, is a, a duty or a responsibility that really has to be honored. And there's, there's uh, nothing wrong with the CFO wanting to be cautious and conservative right. when it comes to doing something different. And so it, it really comes down to approaching the CFO uh, with the support of the chief development officer and trying to make the case 
that there is a special need for looking at fundraising activity and reporting it a little bit differently than how things are reported for financial accounting purposes. So one, really accounting is more the specific responsibility for a CFO or a similar titled person to, uh, to recognize the gift, you know, maybe present value or whatever it might be. But the difference with counting a gift from a development shop then is really recognition, isn't it? Well, yeah, recognition, I think, really is the heart of the question. You know, you recognize the gift in a certain way that is consistent with what a campaign or a fundraising effort is all about. You know, you think of campaigns, you think about motivating people, marshalling your resources, getting people excited. So you want your donors to feel like their gifts are making a difference. So you want to count it at face value. You want your... Uh, you know, your your volunteers and your leaders to feel like they're part of a program that's really making a difference. So you, so you want gifts to be, uh, to have their public relation impact, to also motivate staff and your fundraising uh, people, your development officers, so that they feel properly motivated to go after all types of gifts. You don't want them just going after the major gift or the annual fund gift. Uh, you also want them to go after the plan gift. Because, as you know, uh, Annual fund kind of is where people get their donors are incubated, and then they, over time they become major gift donors often. And ultimately, though, people make often make their biggest gift as their planned gift. So if if uh, a program isn't really recognizing all donors equally and is not recording their planned gifts at face value or or even at all, um, if they're revocable. If those gifts aren't being counted, then those donors uh, are going to be uh, underserved. They're not going to get the attention they deserve. They're going to kind of stay under the radar. Their their impact on the campaign is not going to be as great. So there's a lot of uh, things that get impacted based on how you count things. And and so, but you want all you know a, a full uh, service program wants to recognize all its donors and do it in a fair and consistent way uh, that's for the benefit of the entire organization, both from the CFO's point of view and from the chief development officer's point of view. So both goals can be accomplished. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, people think that um, if, if, gee, if they open the door to allow for a different kind of counting for planned gifts, that um, all hell might break loose and then you're going to end up with double counting and you're going to have the kitchen sink thrown in there. But, um, you know, I think the reality is is in, in actual operation when when you set up a, a, uh, a system for counting uh, playing gifts at face value, uh, revocable and irrevocable, uh, you also keep your uh, traditional financial accounting system in place because that's um, that's you know that's your measuring stick or your your you know your center point for establishing credibility. You know the CFO has been influenced by financial accounting standards that that help define how those financial statements are are recorded. But in practice, what happens is that the, the CFO and the chief development officer get together periodically and they do a reconciliation. And they just make sure that they know what's, what is causing the difference between 
the CFO's numbers and the, uh, the chief development officer's numbers. And obviously, it's going to usually come down to uh, just adjusting to the items that are revocable and uh, include a face value in your campaign and your gift reports that are, are generally not counted at all uh, in your financial statements. Well, let me give you a, just a quick story. I think that, that we have talked about in the past, Joe, that I have a client uh, working with one of their donors who was, in addition to giving to uh, our client, was planning uh, or actually was making a $3 million planned gift to a university. And this person is the chair of the board of that university. Hmm. And they got a letter in the mail uh, about three months after having made the, the pledge as part of a capital campaign to build endowment. And the CFO uh, stated that their gift was worth seven hundred thousand mm. dollars, rather than the three million dollars the donors. And so, right. you know, they lost. They lost not only the seven hundred thousand, but the three million because they took them out of their uh, planned gift. And where you know, I think there could have been an easier way to do that, and where it would have been acceptable to both parties, where they'd been clearly understood if he explained you know, why he was doing what he did, and the person resigned from the board. So, Ooh. you know, the, there are yeah. real consequences to how we yeah. handle this. We need to do it smartly. And when when you, have you seen in, um, well, first of all, you've been doing this for 100 years, so you have a lot <laughs> of experience in working with uh, nonprofits. Have you seen a change in, in uh, accounting and counting gifts when it comes to donor recognition? Well, there's definitely a, a very clear trend um, in moving towards counting revocable gifts at face value mm -hmm. as part of a separate reporting system from the financial statement. And you and see that as being valuable? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's tremendous because uh, all that information, you know, your, your uh, fundraising activity gets reported up to your board, and you want all those numbers to be in one place, in one document, in one report. You want to be able to see your annual fund. You want to be able to see your major gifts. And you want to see your plan gifts. You don't want that off the table on a separate sheet that's brought in at some other time. It's all part of one campaign and one fundraising effort. So, you know, it makes a difference to the board. It makes a difference to how the leaders are going to allocate resources, who they're going to hire, who the, how they're going to recognize. It just has a, a huge uh, cascading effect. And more organizations are moving in that direction, especially since 2008 when more and more donors got, uh, you know, uh, a shot from the economic, from the economy and started backing away from outright gifts and moving more towards revocable gifts. Yes. And so that has been a major driver in getting people to think about uh, gift counting again. You know, it's, it's kind of been out there for a while, but now it's really back on the table especially because of the economy. So, you know, uh, as you just mentioned, we're seeing more and more people rather than doing irrevocable gifts, doing revocable gifts. And historically, we really haven't uh, shown them a great deal of appreciation when it comes to recognition. So well, I tell you yeah. what, Joe, you have, you have the best article I have read on this subject. And uh, uh, I think folks can get it on our what, website. Yeah. com, and they also you they can also find your bio and I, I tell you Joe you're a, a great attorney a great accountant but you're a great person 
Thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate you taking time today to be with us. Any kind of concluding, concluding remarks or comments you'd like to make? Well, yeah, I, I think you know the article uh, is a good good uh, piece for talking about this. If, if a CFO wants to dig into the issues or a chief development officer, they can go to www.ceplan.com/dipcounting. And that'll give them uh, a really good summary of all the things we talked about, and, and go a little bit deeper, also. Right. So highly recommend. That, yeah. Uh, Joe, do you mind giving your email address and telephone number in case someone needs to contact you? Oh yeah, that'd be my pleasure. Uh, phone number is seven two zero three seven five zero four two four, and uh, my email address is Joe at ceplan.com. And I would, I would be pleased to answer any questions. And uh, I've got a, a PowerPoint presentation that you know we've used with our colleagues at Thompson & Associates. I'd be happy to share that. It's excellent. Boy, it's just extremely well done. Well, Joe, we've been honored to have you with us today and uh, appreciate your wisdom and insight and experience. And uh, But most of all, really appreciate the kind of man you are and uh, a man of integrity and uh, wisdom and insight. We really appreciate you taking time with us today. Well, thanks, Eddie. You make me feel great. It's a great way to start the day. So I hope this is helpful. It is. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Eddie. Take care now.